Welcome back to Strange Reality, the Paranormal Mystery Science Podcast. As always, I'm Kyle. I'm Alex. And and if you are uh, listening to us for the first time, this is the podcast all about spooky, weird shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just the strange shit. The strange shit. For those of you that have been listening for a while, um, you'll notice on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts that the artwork for the podcast has been changed. Uh, I, I love ch- it. I changed the cover art for it. Yeah. Like I'm uh, Alex said that he really, really liked it. I showed him earlier today. I really liked it, too. Yeah. The artwork- well, there's nothing wrong with that old one. No. Nothing wrong. I, so uh, the, I did like that, but it was kind of like like it's weird like what you think you'll like when you first do it versus like that like spark of kind of like that idea you get like afterwards and i think i saw other podcasts of like a similar nature that had like and i got kind of like ideas from that i got kind of inspiration but like what other people were doing that was like oh i got like this really awesome idea for new uh artwork and i actually really liked it a lot yeah it looks really cool i brainstormed a lot with um with like i spent hours upon hours just like making like 30 different artworks that i could possibly use and and then eventually i decided i was going to use that one jesus (laughs) well mad respect my friend it looks phenomenal thank you sir it makes a great thumbnail Honestly, yeah, like this one makes a really, really good thumbnail, which is why I can, which is why I kind of thought of it. I thought about like making it more like the strange reality, like making it more front and center, like just the idea of it and what it was all about. Um, because then my previous idea was to kind of use like different trippy artwork every week, but then it just became like yeah. more of a like hassle, <laughs> like it didn't look right in the thumbnail. But this I like as a thumbnail and just all around, so something yeah. like that's what interns are for. We exactly, don't have interns. Yeah, that, that's true. We don't. We, yeah, it's all. It's, it's, a, it's just a duo this project. Isn't monetized at all. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. But, so today we're gonna be talking about uh, <laughs> the the Church of Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan! <laughs> Hail Satan! Um, that's uh, that's my Henry Zabrowski yeah. For, yeah, from yeah from the last podcast on the left. But now yeah, we're, we're gonna be talking about if you don't know who they are. How did you find us? Oh, oh that's true. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's like a, like nothing quite compares to their podcast at all. It's, I love it. It's I pretty absolutely great. love it. I love the banter. I love the facts. Yeah. I love that as stupid as they can get, they nail you with all the facts. Like right there. It's just like, oh yeah. my God. Oh no. They, they did research. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, we're going to be talking about the church of Satan and, um, and we're going to be talking about the official church of Satan, like the American um, church of Satan yeah, the Ameri- started by the infamous Anton LaVey, who is like the, you know, resident just resident kind of like necromancer basically yeah, right if you really want to call him that modern he, day Rasputin <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of yeah so um so the church of satan is based on uh the quote-unquote satanic bible which in the common misconception about satanism is not necessarily at least when it comes to the church of satan and what and and what anton levey was trying to create is it's not based on devil worship no it's not, not at they, all. they actually believe satan is more of a mythical uh creature as opposed to like an actual like paranormal entity exactly it's it's more of uh what's the word i'm looking for more of like a way of living instead of a worship yeah it's it, like one god it's like guidance mm-hmm. almost it's yeah, yeah yeah well even you know their main figure um baphomet um, Baphomet has always been like symbolized even in like other pagan religions and stuff. Um, but even that is supposed to represent, you know, all these like different other like pagan gods, you know, from the goat head to the one arm pointing up and the one arm pointing down to like symbolize balance. Uh, that's yeah. why it's male and female. Um, so it's not even like everybody thinks, you know, they see that statue. They're like, Oh, that's Satan. It's like, no, that's Baphomet, and that is not even, you know, most people don't have an understanding of what that statue actually, like, represents. Yeah. You know. I mean, in the people, I actually know people today um, in my life that that have, I guess, pronounced that they were Satanists. Yeah. And at first, like, 
obviously when you hear that there's like a there's like a, a connotation attached to the like the word satan yeah um i was raised in a christian household i'm sure you were too uh <laughs> pretty years yeah catholic yep i went okay. to a catholic school for 11 years all right i was i was raised um my dad comes from a like a, a pretty strict catholic family um but he kind of i think uh, like in his uh in like his coming of age years he kind of Left the the Catholic Church and became more of a like more of a Lutheran denomination. Okay, well, you know, not you know a little bit laid back. Yeah, no. So that's how that's why I was raised was Lutheran. So no. and I like went to Bible study class and all that different stuff. So I've read the right. Bible cover to cover a couple mm-hmm. times. So yeah. So when a Christian hears that someone was raised Christian, you hear that word Satanism, you're like, holy crap! Like that's some, <laughs> that's some creepy shit behind that. Like this person's a weirdo. This person is you know whatever. But. Yeah, um, I know my extremely Catholic dad's excited about this one. Oh, is he? Nice. <laughs> so, and I, uh, this podcast is all about like, it's all about exploring every different type of like faith and just, and everything that just makes exploring us the strange and exploring the, the strange. possibly taboo, exactly, you know, yeah. and seeing why to some people it isn't taboo. The, uh, the informal name for this podcast is the spooky shit podcast. Spooky shit. <laughs> But yeah, so, so, so Anton LaVey started this, uh, it's been called a cult, but it's called the church of Satan, but it's kind of referred to as a cult right now. I think the most, and, and I would love to go here just cause it's really fascinating. Anton LaVey started the church of Satan in the infamous black house in San Francisco in April yes. 30th, 1966. Yes. What an era. I've right. For real. And that house was super cool because um, when he first like bought the house, it had like all these like trap doors and like hidden rooms and, you know, the pictures you could pop the eyes out and like watch different rooms for um, because he uh, he entertained there with uh, ladies of the night and other, you know, various like types of like risque parties and stuff like that. And he loved this house because it was uh, it was a way for him to steal from people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was all about that. <laughs> he could go into people's rooms and stuff. Um, he, he was like a walking, talking, like offering like table at church. He was a carny. Yeah. He, he was w- a carny and he learned, you know, ways of making money the wrong way off of anybody he could. Yeah. Um, and didn't help that he was a clinical narcissist. Yeah. So entertaining like that was his bread and butter, you know, having people like come pay attention and listen to him was what made him such a uh, such a strong character for the people that came to follow him? Yeah, and, and uh, I have somebody in my life. I I won't give away how I know these this person because it'll just be too obvious to the people listening. Um, there's somebody in my life who um, they draw a comparison between the person who created D and D to Anton LaVey. Oh my Lord. Making like basically making the assumption that D and D or Dungeons and Dragons um, is, it has satanic roots, right. which is simply just not true. Here's the thing. I feel like if you put Anton LaVey and Gary Gygax in a room together, Anton LaVey would just like crack off with all his like weird shit and Gary Gygax would just feed it. Yeah, you know, too. Just, yeah. That, that's exactly what, what I think too. Curiosity. I honestly think he would just roll a d20 and then just be like and just like kind of I think they would just like back and forth mess with each other right. like Anton LaVey would just like like be trying to like hey this is why you gotta like you know like give me like uh, like thousands of dollars during the church of Satan it's like the new hip thing and then uh and, and then uh, Gary Gygax is like uh, hey why don't you buy this new game I just created called Dungeons and Dragons it's gonna cost you about the same price <laughs> So, and let me, let me, then he'll be like, uh, "Roll me a perception check, and right. I'll, figure out, I'll figure out a price for you." I'm truly curious that they ever met. Oh, well, they were they were lives. I'm gonna say yeah, they the were same times because Gary Gygax went to D and D what in the 80s, like early 80s. Yeah, know? okay, yeah, uh, they were definitely because I think he, I think um, Anton Lavey died in like the late 90s. I want to say yeah, it was like 98 or yeah. something, 98, 97. And then uh, to which um, his partner. Uh, um what's her name i gotta look at my name not diane um blanche barton oh blanche barton was i think took over and uh carla levey i think his daughter they took over after he died and then they kind of stepped away and then peter h gilmore took over as the head of the church of Satan in 2001. And he became like, the, like what's called the high priest. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were definitely alive during the same time. And so to kind of get into what being a Satanist means, and especially in today's world, 
it doesn't mean like we said before devil worship it means sacrificing animals no it doesn't mean any of that um i think that they were people they are definitely people who worshiped the devil and performed rituals drew pentagrams they did like creepy weird shit that's 100 percent true right but those aren't they're not uh, like the church of Satan is the only legitimate representation of what a, a Satanist is actually said in the satanic Bible. The other ones are, you can think of them as kind of like radicals, yeah. I guess you could say. Well, Anton LaVey even had said something, you know, and like, this is kind of what kicked him off into, you know, these teachings and stuff was um, the devil was the ultimate um, symbol for free will. Yeah. You know, um, humans would have been, the groomed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden had it not been for Satan to show them what their free will was. And so modern day Satanism is based around living for yourself, you know, living for, you know, not worshiping a God, worshiping yourself as a human, yeah. essentially, which yeah. sounds really like <laughs> narcissistic. Well, well but yeah, that, so that was LeVay. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, and yes, like it's, I, I would say, being a narcissist and being somebody who actually like worships the devil and sacrifices people and animals, I would say like narcissist. Oh, those are both pretty bad. I'm gonna go probably narcissist is probably less bad. Yeah, as long as you don't hang killing out. people. I mean, uh, I mean, depending on who you ask now. But so like the fact that yeah, Satanism is all about like like individualism. Like it's all about like uh, basically like self pleasure. It's all about basically doing things for yourself and not really it's not really it's not really worship either you're not really worshiping anything it's really all just about you it's like you were considered like a deity right and you should be treated as such and things like that giving into your urges that bring you satisfaction um you know doing the things that you want to do because you want to do them you know feeding your interests and feeding your own curiosities yeah and uh yeah And, and and satanism actually has a code of laws (laughs) <laughs> which is which is actually pretty interesting because people seem to think that like it's just like nobody has any rules about what Satan is anarchy and just kill fucking things. anarchy and killing things. No, they actually do have like some sort of like code of laws. They actually have like their own version of like like the Ten Commandments. Well, it's like it's called the um the nine satanic sins or like the nine. Yeah, I think it's what's called. Yeah, the nine satanic sins, which are which are kind of like which are kind of weird too because. So basically, one of the satanic sins is stupidity. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like, like they, they don't they don't want any big dum dums walking around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they also, which is actually this is kind of interesting. They also don't. Uh, 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 satanic sin of theirs is pretentiousness. Okay. Yeah. So they're not all like they don't really fuel compl- pretentious idiots. <laughs> yeah, they don't really fuel like. Uh, you know, just complete douchebaggery. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, this one I cannot pronounce. Sol solip- solipsism. I'll give it to Alex. It's number three. I think you're right. Solipsism. Solipsism. Okay. That's and, a fun word to say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, treat people as they treat you. The golden rule. Yeah, but it's know? but it's it's not like but, but that's so, not like treat how you want to exactly. be treated. That's so, treat how you've been treated. That's the distinction. So it's yeah, that's it's it's different. It's flip flopped where it's treat people as they treat you, and then uh, number four, self deceit. The Satanic Church does not. They don't. Con, they don't. They don't. Con, uh, they don't commend you. Or condemn you, excuse me, they don't condemn you for lying. They condemn you for lying to yourself. Which is awesome. Which I is, think most people need to. Which is really interesting. You know, actualize that a little bit. Like, don't lie to yourself. There's <laughs> why, you know, like believe in yourself as much as possible, even if people don't. Like, Num- number five of the nine satanic sins is herd conformity. Don't be, don't conform to fucking trends and shit. <laughs> don't conform to trends. Don't conform to your government. Don't be a sheep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for real, you know, like. Don't get the fucking jab. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, uh, number six is lack of perspective. Now, this number six is an interesting one because. They actually, this is another thing that they condemn that they don't, that they don't support. They don't support like the lack of open-mindedness. That's amazing. Yeah. Like there's, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, like 
because I feel like that's what really like happens, you know, especially as you get older, you kind of get put into this little box after going to school, you go to college, you, you to sound cliche, you conform, yeah. you know, you conform to this norm and just completely give up on, you know, the things that you wanted to do, you know, your own perspective of life and just kind of live with what's handed to you instead of doing something about it. Yeah. Well, so like, I think, I think that the reason that I hate this list is because something that people should like normally do outside of the realm of church of Satan, like should just do these things. Right. And then the fact that, and then I know somebody in my life who does these things and then draws the parallel between Satanism and what they already do and then right. calls himself a Satanist. And I'm like, you probably shouldn't going around telling people that, it's just like something that's just a just doesn't need to be like, it's kind of your business. Like, why are you sharing it? It's just kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what it is too, is it's um, somebody giving themselves like their own structure to it. Yeah. They, they, they need a sense of purpose. Exactly. And like, I think so. Here's my purpose. I'm a Satanist. Yeah. You know, like I live by these things. I write them on my arms. Like when that's not what it's about. It's not about that conformity. And it's about like not being pretentious. Exactly. And that's so, extremely pretentious. It's almost like, it's almost like contradictory to itself. Almost. Yeah. Almost. It, but I mean, the guy who, uh, wrote it all is, uh, dude, Anton Le- you Anton know, LaVey is like, so weird. It, it's nice that like these types of views on like your own self are structured this way, but the way they're put and the way they're organized isn't completely agreeable. And I think that's the whole thing with this whole church of Satan thing. You know, like you were saying, these are things people should already be doing without having to put the title of, you know, being a Satanist on it. Yeah. You know, this is just living for yourself and being a decent human being who cares about themselves. And like another kind of facet, it's like, it's, it's like this, this new realm of like, giving everything like a gender label. Right. And I mean, you, you do what you want, but, exactly. but, but, but when you're taking something that is like pretty normal and like, not that serious, then making it this label, making it like this, this, like this, this, um, I guess moniker of who you are. I just don't think it's, I just find that just kind of humans crave structure, man. I mean, Human I guess craves, they crave structure and titles, you know, it's they gotta re- be able to define themselves by one thing or another. It's interesting that like everything that they, that people struggle with in their lives, they have to form some sort of explanation for, yeah, they need like a reason or like, um, like a word to describe what they are and like, why they think a certain way seriously you know from and there are people that provide that service it seems (laughs) yeah yeah so and it started with like i mean i guess you know gay lesbian bisexual all like that's kind of like where it started and then it kind of like then it just became like names for like other things it's like oh i only like want to have sex with someone like if i'm in love like that's that's i think it's demisexual if i'm not mistaken I think I, I might no, be demisexual is somebody who um, loves people that they're smarter than. Oh, really? Yeah. They, oh, okay. Yep. They like to feel empowered over the other person. But like, but even, but see that right there. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Something as simple as that has like this name now. It's it could like be some dumbass too, who wants to fall in love with an even bigger dumbass. <laughs> <You know laughs> and that's I mean? so weird. Like just because you claim yourself as that doesn't mean you're smart or intellectual. Yeah. That's, that's what you I'm saying. What I mean? So like, it's like, so and I've, it gives people like something to hide their ignorance behind. And let me, and, uh, so at least for me personally, I got, and I, I'm maybe I was part of the hurt. Well, not, then again, no, because I have like homework and other people's testimony to back it up and like whatever. But when I was really, really young, I think like kindergarten, I got diagnosed with ADD, which is different from ADHD. Right. It, basically, if you want to know the, t- the two, it's they're, they're both attention deficit disorders, mm-hmm. but ADHD is hyperactive. Like you're hyper, like you're fucking bouncing off the walls. Well, even like ADHD, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a child. Yeah. And, you know, as far as like shit like that, like, yeah, you're super wild, but also like 
you put something in front of me, like a puzzle or a game or something, there's a hyper focus, yeah. you know, things like that. Or yeah. like I get lost in my own thought, you know, and I'd be sitting there just dead fucking silent, but really I'm just running fucking miles in my own head. And yeah. that's, you know, like one of my big things with 80, uh, ADHD that yeah. I've noticed. And, 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 <clears throat> and I've carried that all throughout my schooling and everything. And I was, I got, I had a prescription for Adderall, which Man, I'll tell you what, like, How much did you make off it? <laughs> no, I never, I never like, no, like honest to God, I never sold it. Wow. I didn't really notice. I didn't really know that there was like a, uh, a like market. A, a market for it. No, yeah. I really didn't know that until like after high school and I, right. and after high school, I stopped taking it. Yeah. So, um, I'm glad I stopped taking it. Cause when I was taking it. I was like, I was real thin. Um, I, I didn't eat ever. And like, I was it's clinical math. It, it really is. is. Yeah. Essentially it's, like I knew somebody who, um, was diagnosed just like I was at a pretty young age and we were actually pretty good friends, but he has other issues. I don't think that he so much has ADD or ADHD. He had, he had like an actual learning disability. Oh, right. Like a legitimate one. Yeah. But he was like on all the, he got on Adderall right away. I got put in Adderall pretty late, like in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. So I, I per, my parents purposefully waited. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to like kind of try to like train me at home it's like right. not have to be medicated, right? Which, right. which I'm thankful for. And also, yeah, kids are kids, man. Exactly. Yeah, which would be a kid, which was their philosophy. They're like, okay, well, he's a kid. Like kids are wild. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he, um, my old friend, he got on Adderall right away, like right away. And we, after elementary school, we kind of like, we just kind of stopped talking. He was just kind of that childhood friend. You didn't really see ever again. Yeah. High school rolls around and I'm still on Adderall, but I'm like, I started late enough in my life where it didn't really affect me that much. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, I was like kind of thin and like, like didn't really eat a whole lot and like, you know, just like that. But Mm -hmm. I was nowhere near what this guy was. This guy. Um, and I really feel bad for him. My heart goes out to him, him and his mom too. His mom just works tirelessly for like him and his sister. His sister's got like type one diabetes real bad. Jesus. Yeah. So she's been been through the ringer, but he is like weird, man. Like he's like, you know, when you think of like a, uh, bro, I went to Lakeview. That's one, but, but I mean, yeah, but no, there were like, I get it. Like, yeah, I came across a lot of kids like that. They were like, some, like, they were like, they were just no out. idea. Yeah. Methed like, out freaking weirdos, dude. Mm-hmm. And I really felt bad for him. And I, I tried talking to him, but I, I just couldn't do it. He just was completely just not there. Right. And I don't know if it, it's probably a combination of the, of the two. It's probably a combination of growing up with, you know, a, a, a something very, like that untreated substance. Yeah. Well, something like that untreated, like, well, like through therapy and learning how to work with your own brain and then just being pumped full of drugs, you know, for it. You yeah. know what I mean? So you never develop the right way. And then you're just taking drugs like the whole time that are supposed to help you. But like without guidance or like, you know, just teaching yourself how to fucking think right sometimes. Yeah. Like. I had to do that myself. And like, I, I, I definitely still struggle with focus, but I, I, I think later on in life, cause after high school, I decided I don't like, I don't like what this is doing to my body. Yeah. Like term, I think I'm just going to stop because yeah. I, I was done with high school and I, and I took a year off before I went to college and I was like, and even in college, I didn't take it. I never took it. I'm like, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to be okay. That I was kinda, your free choice as a Satanist. <laughs> don't say that i kind of i kind of told myself i'm gonna i'm gonna take a break and i'm gonna be like okay and i'm gonna kind of learn to to just gain better habits to improve it and like uh you know mental focus exactly and it, it wasn't until like even around like you know like in my pretty much mid-20s at this point where i realized how much research has been done with ADD and ADHD and how many things, especially in my own life and like things that I like, I struggle with where I'm like, these are apparently all roots of ADD. Like this is all like when I was a kid, ADD just meant you couldn't focus. So all the extra shit that I had to like go through my own brain was like that. That's anybody's fucking guess. Then as I got older, my cousin was, she said like, Oh, I struggle with the same thing. And that's all like, they're all like weird, like little like branches of like ADD. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like that, that that's, like kind of um comforting yeah so there's like kind of an explanation but to go to kind of draw back to satanism um, i was gonna say i have a i have a tie to that as well oh do you okay go ahead well like so growing up with like adhd and stuff and going to a school like a catholic school like i went to a private catholic school yeah and um oh yeah you went to i'm not gonna say the name yeah but yeah <laughs> um 
There's a lot of Italians in this town. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so, you know, they really didn't like deal with kids that well with those kinds of issues and stuff. Like we had, Oh, that is such a good point. That that makes so much sense. Actually. We had a kid with um, Tourette's. Yeah. We never knew it was Tourette's until like we got to like middle school. Isn't that crazy? They just called it the heebie jeebies. They're like, Oh, he's just got the heebie jeebies. It's like we got to high school. Like, no, He's got Tourette's and you guys just treated him like that. Like, no, isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. Though? He's one of the coolest dudes I know. Yeah. Like he's awesome. And yeah. So the schools, especially like those private Catholic schools, like they just wanted like, put your kids on this. Yeah. Like they're not sitting right. They're not learning the way we want them to learn. You would, you, and, it, it was almost as if like, they were almost like, uh, they were like lobbyists for like pharmaceutical companies. It's like kind of like how it seemed. It almost, you know, felt like that. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, growing up with nuns and stuff like kids being kids, these nuns were just incredibly mean people and, um, which is ridiculous. Some of them are very sweet. Don't get me wrong. Like there are some, like I still like hold close to my heart today. Yeah. Like treated me very well back then, but other ones who were just God awful evil and, you know, they called themselves, you know, women of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? They took a, a saint's name like Sister Mary David or something like that. And just the way they treated children like that, it definitely like led me to like an outside curiosity, like as I got older. Yeah. And like, luckily, um, you know, uh, we had one teacher in middle school was very understanding. He brought up everything you know he's like touched on like satanism and how that's a thing out in the world like look you know you kids grew up in this school this is all you know like these are the things out in this world and there is satanism there's buddhism there's all these things and uh he actually taught us like a bunch of cool buddhist stuff it's a tale for another day um but i remember yeah going to high school and like luckily like my brother was older than me so um he got to high school before I did got really into like heavy metal and stuff like that. Yeah. And he started going to like metal shows. And like, I remember the first time you see somebody with like Baphomet on their t-shirt, like oh, coming yeah. out of a Catholic school. It's just like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got boobs on his shirt. <laughs> like, what is that? That's Satan. What yeah. is Satan? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's a tranny. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah. So I don't know, trying to tie this all back together. Like it really like put us in a box to where, you know, now sitting here, like, I don't know how much research I've done into like Satanism before, just because it is just such an interesting, like way to outwardly, outwardly treat yourself while also like worrying about yourself inwardly. Like it makes, it makes an awful lot of sense. For something so fucking crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, um, like it is so, the extreme version of it. It yeah. is the extreme structured version of it. But yeah, which um, number seven of the nine satanic sins. Number seven is forgetfulness of past orthodoxes. So basically what that means is um, like, so there's also there's like a lot of like uh, modernism and a lot of like uh, progress, like progressive notions and everything like that in today's society. So this is kind of like what's considered a satanic sin to the satanic church is forgetfulness of path or path or orthodoxes, meaning you like should refer to old teachings. You should keep like, you should keep the old values around. You should, you should, uh, I guess mold yourself out of these path or orthodoxes. Right. So, and it's kind of like, Instead of interpreting, it's how it was described was instead of interpreting things in like different ways, like over the course of how many years, it's interpreted like as it was the first time. Right. It's kind of like how you were taught it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how you handled it, not how you were taught it, but how like you learned it instead of. Yeah. So basically instead of reinterpreting things as like as different, like, you know, um, like you might like find things that weren't there like later on. Yeah. It's like, like if you. Like it's like reading the new King James version of the Bible versus like the new international version. It's like, it's like kind of like that. Right. So no, definitely. And I, that's another one that like, I agree with a lot. And like, I feel like that's another one of those rules in this that you see almost like derived from other faiths and other spiritualities yeah. too, you know, um, you want to read that one again to me? Mm. 
had a full thought on it. Number seven is forgetfulness of path orthodoxes. <laughs> As I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Sin. No, right. But it's it's one of those things that like, you know, when you look at it in depth, like it is to pay attention to yourself and, you know, how did you learn it? How did you handle it? Not the way you were taught to handle it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And don't feel shameful for it. Basically. You know, like, look, like, trust yourself a little bit. Like, it's really what I feel like that, uh, that, <laughs> that sin is trying to teach you. The way, like, the, the way that I can kind of describe it, if you have never heard of Satanism and you're just listening to this for the first time and you might be from, like, a, like maybe you're a Christian, the way I kind of, just like, would describe it is imagine, like, because I think the first denomination of Christianity was Catholicism. I want to say it was because because Peter was the first pope, the right. apostle Peter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was apostle Peter was Maybe. the first pope. I don't know. It's been a while. Oh, see, that's I, a <laughs> apostle Peter was the first pope. Apostle Peter was the first. <laughs> anyway, so think of like only ever having Catholicism and never having any other denomination. No Pentecostal, no Lutheran, no Baptist, no um, Methodist. Right. Like only Catholicism and like it's a sin. Well, actually, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a sin in the Catholic Church to, to leave denominations. It is. So that's actually like a pretty good point. So Church of Satan had pretty much just like a similar notion. That's what I was saying. You know, like you, this is one of those like you see it. It's pulled from other faiths and spiritualities. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's a lot of lessons here. Like we've been taught already. And um, yeah, you know. Uh, number eight is counterproductive pride. So having, uh, having so much pride where it's, it's like, just like, uh, it just detests you. Yeah, pretty much. Anton LaVey. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but it worked out for him. No, because Anton LaVey is the, the type of guy that like, like is a complete narcissistic asshole and like not the way that he's supposedly teaching his like students. Right. And you know, when people are like, Hey man, you got this, you got this code or like this, this commandment or whatever you want to call it, where like, it says you can't be what you are. And he'd be like, it doesn't apply to me. Right. Hey, wait, exactly. a, what, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm your Dude, high priest. The, the thing, yeah, <laughs> actually, that's a good point. And uh, I mean, a lot of Catholics are like that, too, actually. I remember, oh, I remember one time I went to church and um, like the, I haven't been to church in many, many years, but when I did, used to go to church every Sunday, the, one of the, the pastor was giving the sermon, but it was about his affair. It was really awkward. It was Whoa. so. I was a kid. I think I was like maybe. Whoa. I think it was like maybe early middle school. Yeah, but there's stories in the Bible about that too. That's true, but it was yeah. very, very like, awkward. And I mean, one thing I feel like you see with that in Catholicism is, you know, self pity. People fucking lashing themselves on the back for these mistakes, you know, like yeah. where I feel like Satanism's like, own up to your mistake learn from it. You did this. You don't need to blame it on like your lack of faith on something. Your right. it was your lack of faith in you. Right. Like pull I, it together, buddy. Exactly. And, and, or the fact that, um, so I remember, and also this pastor, if there was going to be anybody who would like bring this up in church, the pastor was kind of like kind of a player. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Like he wasn't really a pastor. He was more like a bro. And like, <laughs> like definitely the guy that would use the fact that he was a pastor, like to get to pick up girls, yeah, church, right. which I kind of respect. Like, I, I think it's kind of hilarious. Don't, don't hate the player, hate the Don't hate the game. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> um. So number nine of the satanic sins is lack of aesthetics. So lack of beauty, lack of um, lack of like uh, uh like any like uh profound visual characteristics. Fair enough, but also I feel like, I don't know, what was I going to say? It feels like more, you know, don't worry about what others think of you too. Like, wear what you're going to wear. You know, like, I mean, if it's your aesthetic, then so be it. We're granted, no, with the Church of Satan is probably very much, you know, just no, be be big, be flashy, be the peacock. You but, know? Well, the way it's kind of described is like, um, so that would kind of fall under, I would say, maybe herd conformity but the way i've um i've been kind of the way i was kind of saw it like or the way i've kind of um interpreted it which is like it's more or less like uh fine like the, if the world is so beautiful and things like that you kind of have to embrace it right and that's kind of and like and like not embracing it is a sin that makes sense too like it comes down to having a little bit of respect for yourself, having pride for yourself. Yeah. You know, 
not too much pride though. Remember, Mm-mm. um, but you know, enough to be you be individual, be not part of that herd. Like, so, I mean, there is a lot of like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a lot of congruency to these. It's very well put together. I don't know. Like I've always like been really interested in learning a lot about it just because it does make an awful lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the most satanic thing you can do is to not be a Satanist. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and the way that kind of, it's kind of contradictory and the, so they basically, so the church of Satan, like the hierarchy is kind of set up like a cabal, right? They have active members and registered members, which doesn't, in my head, doesn't really make any sense because it does, you can go online and register. Oh, that's it. Yeah. What is active then? Active, like going to like a church, like having okay. a regular church, you know, being an active Satanist, you know, being out spreading the word and like teaching people about it. Um, because it says that active members um, are uh, so the ones that actually go to like, I don't know. If there's want to a church it. down in Chicago. They're churches. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Chicago. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So that they, so this says that um, active members actually practice magic in some way, shape or form magic outlined in the satanic Bible and Anton LaVey. Now that's one thing I'm curious is like how they look at magic because especially right now you're seeing a lot of this like white witch culture. Um, a lot of like people looking to crystals and learning about like things like that. And all of that is technically a form of magic. Um, whether you believe it or not, but if you're practicing it, then you're a believer in it. And, um, I figured like a church like that would have, you know, it's, it's rituals. You want to know, like, look at uh Catholic mass. Yeah. When, when they bless the um, wine and the wafers yeah. into the body and blood, like that's a magic spell. That, that is, is literally a magic spell. Okay. Uh, you know, now that you say that the, all yeah. the songs we used to sing in Latin, I went to Roman Catholic, like, Oh yeah. You were singing Latin, buddy singing Latin kneeling. We had priests and nuns. That is, it's all magic. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a ritual to further your, what's the word? What is everybody man, in your manifesting? Yeah. Like it's, it's a ritual to further the things that you want to manifest into reality by ritualizing it. You ever, been, you ever magic, been, you, ever, you ever been to H2L? No, thank oh, God. Dude. Oh, Fuck dude. Place. Let me, let me just, for the people <laughs> listening, let me just describe what H2L is. So H2L is, um, but 18 plus. <laughs> I would love that. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not eighteen plus. H two L. No. Uh, maybe we're thinking of two different things. Uh, thinking of the club. At I don't want to. Uh, oh no! There used to be like a club down in like Illinois. It was no, no, it was not like that. A, it was like a miners club. The one here in town. Oh, you're talking about out at the church. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, no, yeah. My the, brain, the, you see, my brain just went to a nightclub. That, I'm, like, I'm gonna try and say in high it. school used to hang out with. No, not that. <laughs> I'm gonna try and say it like without giving away the name. Um, it's the one across from the Chevy dealership. Yeah, I know exactly which okay. one. And it's it's one of those like big progressive churches, like non-denominational. Yeah, it's a it's um, a youth church, yes, basically. There's yeah. a rock band and things like that. And oh, let me let me tell you. Tell like, me why it's the biggest church in Kenosha. <laughs> you wanna you want to hear something crazy? What? So I went to H2L a handful of times, right? I'm sorry. I do. I know H2L for people, for the people listening. Um, it was like the youth group at like this, like already youth church in like in our hometown. Um, H2L was like this group and, the, and, and like, uh, every, the start of every season, they actually, there was a lot of money involved with H2L. Not going to lie. Oh, I'm, I'm which, which makes there's sense. nothing to lie about. Look at the building, which makes sense because like all like they're it's untaxed obviously. Right. So like they're just raking in dough. Well, they, and they have to like spend it by the end of the year. That's true. You know what I mean? Which, like, so it has to be donated to a cause or spent on the building. Like that's yeah. where all that money goes. So, um, at the start of every, like, season like yeah. h2l year or season it, it, it starts in september just like um like schoolwood yeah um they have like what's called the premiere which is like this humongous event 
huge fucking mungus event, right? Yeah. Like out in the like the like this the huge parking lot. There's like a, there's like a there's a whole there's just a, just a bouncy house. There's this humongous event. Like all the food's free. It's just this crazy thing. <laughs> Anybody can just walk up and just do it, right? Right. I remember like when I was in I think it was I think it was in early high school. I had my parents forced me to go to it, and um, and we were and we went in there and me and my sister like she she denies this and i don't know why we both neither of us wanted to go neither of us wanted to go we both didn't want to go we just hated it it was like it was a taking day out of her wednesday we didn't want to do it right but her cousin did it had been doing it for a long time whatever um so we went and uh i remember we were in like the big auditorium where they're doing like service and blah 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 and they had like the band right like like that youth band yeah oh dude let me Dude, let me tell you, there was a guy we went to high school with and I didn't like I saw him in the hall. I didn't really know him that well, but like yeah. he was like the lead guitarist for like this youth. Did band. he shred? No, he, was, <laughs> he sucked. He was bad. I mean, he's he's a lot. I mean, he's better than I am, but he was yeah. he, he was pretty much exactly what you would expect. Oh, like from, a, from like a youth band. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, he's talking about the high school we went to and like he's just talking all this shit about it. He's like, all oh, these kids are having sex and having kids and blah, blah, blah. And like all this shit. Now I was like, dude, I cannot wait to see in the hall. Like I could, I could never look at that guy the same way again. Oh, I can imagine. It was, it was a little weird. Like I mean, look at more, you, you fucking dork. <laughs> kind of. It was like, and I already didn't want to be there. Like if he still does it, or like I don't know how long he did it, but like good for him. He like found his thing. But like I remember at the time thinking like, oh, what a dweeb, what a freaking dweeb. I was like, this guy's a virgin, bro. What a fucking dweeb. I'm yeah, was, saving his body for Christ. All right? Oh my, it's so gross. Which is against the Bible. Which is such so. a, which is such a weird thing to say. I'm saving my body for Christ. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little sus. But no, I hated it. H- yeah, we met like every Wednesday night. It was like this. They did like activities and like uh, and like you'd always like did things in our group. Yeah, I did that for a couple of times. And then I, me and my sister were like, dude, we can't do it anymore. But then yeah. we were also the kids like, did you ever do this growing up where um, you kind of uh, you like if your parents, if your parents forced you to do your something, porns? your parents. Oh, my God. <laughs> if your parents forced you to do something. um. Did you just hope that in a couple weeks they'd forget you wouldn't have to do it ever again? No, because my parents weren't like that. They would always remember. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My parents are very. Oh, yeah. My and parents here's are, the thing: is like as a parent, like I remember. Okay. Like, I when I tell them to do something, like hey, I remember. Like I asked you like five, six times to do this. Yeah, my parents remember that. But when it came to something like outside of home or school that we had to do, yeah. like any sort of extracurricular, me and my sister like were just not about it. Like I was, I was, oh. more, I was more hateful than I just want to go sit home and play video games. I was a kid, you know. As a kid, like I hated it, but like as an adult, like I'm super grateful that my parents like remembered and made me do these things because yeah. like they're the most. Because they were cherished parts of my life now. Yeah, you know a lot of I mean? them were pretty fun. I remember I did soccer for like two seconds when I was yeah. four, and oh. um, I was pretty bad at it. But for yeah. me, it was scouts and playing hockey. Oh, like, you scouts know, like, was fun. Scouts was a blast. And scouts like as a fun. kid, I remember being an asshole and hating going. Yeah. And like I was involved with scouting till like I was like 23. Like yeah. I was a youth leader for a venture crew. Uh, yeah, venture crew and stuff. And like some of my best memories are at scouts and like some of my like. You know, I feel like it was a place for me to like reflect back on now as an adult. Yeah. Like the shit that I learned and the asshole I was and like recognizing it now. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, to, we to, strayed to, fairly far. We did. Um, <laughs> so I will kind of want to touch on the supposed magic that um, Anton LaVey um, kind of taught his members how to perform and it all has to do with like what we said before like that individualism kind yeah. of thing so they did two types of magic they did greater magic and they did lesser magic so uh greater magic down yeah i wrote, I wrote all this shit down awesome. greater magic as it's described is greater magic includes rituals and is meant for psychodramatic catharsism to uh it's a good fancy word to put on to focus yeah. one's energy for a specific purpose and here's the thing is a purpose like that could be as simple as brushing your teeth waking up in the morning standing in front of that mirror and brushing your teeth every morning is a ritual you're taking that one moment to sit there stop focus completely on that like while you're just it's almost meditative buddhism yeah. has a lot of teachings really similar to that 
Yeah. You know, like look at it as a ritual, be there, be present in it. Yeah. So, yeah. And lesser magic is like, sounds way cooler. Actually. Now that I'm reading it again, I was like, I, well, why is this called lesser magic? This is, sounds way better. <laughs> lesser magic practices Machiavellian manipulation by means of applied psychology and glamor to, to bend an individual, an individual or situation to one's will. Yes. Holy crap. Yeah. So what that is, you see it nowadays too. All the girls right now, especially like all the astrology girls. Oh, all about manifesting. Yeah. It's all about manifesting what you want. And that's, that's what that is about. That's what that lesser magic is. You know, I, I mean, instead well, of, so greater magic is being present, like taking like the time to focus on like the small rituals you do day, day in and day out. And lesser magic's about, like manifesting the things you want to happen, doing them, making shit happen. Yeah. Like that's kind of cool. I don't know. (laughs) And that that's magic to them. Granted, you know, in their church, probably fucking weird. Like where, you know, maybe that's where the humans, like the, the animal sacrifices come into play. So I practice Buddhism. So like, this is like, there's a lot of like weird ties and similarities. Like I love it. You would be a Buddhist. Come on, bro. I mean, that's, that's so you, (laughs) but I mean, more power to you. That's like, I mean, Hey, that's pretty cool. I can, I consider myself, uh, I consider myself agnostic. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, agnostic agnostic seems like such a just pretentious title to me i think <laughs> like a lot of people think i'm an um especially my parents they're like you're just nothing but like a like a dirty rotten atheist and i'm like oh that's i am not an atheist i no. want to make that very clear right. not even a little bit no i'm agnostic there you go so yeah there ain't nothing wrong with that yeah um otherwise we got a couple other things here so, yeah, like I said before, so after LeVay passed away, Blanche Barton, which is like his girlfriend, partner, whatever you want to call her, yeah. and his daughter, Carla LeVay, they continued as kind of the head of the church when he died in 1988 until 2001. And then Peter H. Gilmore is now the high priest. Gilmore or Gilman? Gilmore. Okay. Yeah. So he is now the high priest. Um. So, yeah. And they um, they also have... Not only the nine satanic sins, you also have the nine satanic statements and the 11 satanic rules of earth. There's also the uh, seven fundamental tenets. Oh, yeah. What are those? So those, you know, even like reading through them, like they almost seem like a way to interpret the nine sins. You know what I mean? Uh, So like tenet number one, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. In accordance with reason, you know, like it's. It's having a respect and a love for everything else. Unless you don't have to. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to. Don't feel like you're forced to do that. You know, just being human. Like if that person's being shitty or, you know, you just don't agree with it. Yeah. Then so be it. Like you you have that right. Then so the second tenet, uh, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. So even if you think like, if you think it's right, it's like say the government or somebody is like telling you that that's wrong, you know, like it's your right. Oh, as long as you think it's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Satanism. It's all about the self, man. It's all, it's just pretty much just like chaotic neutral. It is chaotic neutral completely. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Tenet three one's uh, one's body is inviolable, inviolable subject to one's own will alone. So like nobody can do what they want to your body. Like it's your body, but do whatever the fuck you want to it. Basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody can tell you how to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish my parents would hear, like know that about like tattoos and piercings. Oh, uh, my parents got over that real quick. Like I, my first tattoo was on my forearm. My parents, my mom, they were like the, you can't get a real job with that at first. And then they're just like, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. Because it's not 1975 anymore. And no. like everyone has tattoos. Right. So. I have half inch holes in my ears. Like what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like it's my body. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tenet four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Like everybody's open to their own opinion. You don't have to care. You don't have to like it, but you can't tell them they're wrong because that's them. You know, that's them doing them. 
Uh, just worry about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tenet five. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take should take uh, should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's belief. Okay. Earth ain't flat. <laughs> All right. We, I mean, that's pretty obvious. But to some, it's not. Did you hear about? Um, <laughs> it's like a quick little thing. Did you hear that Logan Paul got sued? by like somebody from the like the flat earth community oh because God. him him and his podcast host mike they infiltrated the flat earth community like under the guise that they also believe the earth is flat oh my lord and they like inter- they like made a mockumentary <laughs> about it and they like were interviewing like all these people and like like pretty much putting on this bit that they also believe the earth is flat and then they and like the mockumentary came out they was all just a joke and they ended up getting sued for half a million dollars Oh, that's nothing to him. Well, even well, he said that it didn't win because he's protected under the parody law. Yeah, so, there you go. Like, and, yeah, God, I, as much as I hate that dude, some of that shit. Some of that shit's kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> dude. It kills me. Uh, okay, ten at six. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. You're not perfect. Other people aren't perfect. But if you fuck it up, it's your responsibility to fix right. it. If they fuck it up, it's their responsibility to fix it. Like they need to re- recognize their own mistake. Um, and then tenant number seven, uh, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought the spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over written the written or spoken word, you know, like, yeah, just, that just wraps everything else. And yeah. a, nice, a nice little uh, package. It does. Oh, let me tell Anton LaVey. What a, what a guy. What a guy. What a, what a really- tell me why. He, okay. He, you know that Hector dude that's in every like Fast and Furious or other like oh, yeah, LA yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, that poor actor. His name is Hector and he always plays a Hector. And, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Anton LaVey looks just fucking. Oh, like he does. <laughs> like, I hope they make a they should make a movie called The Black House and he's got to play him. <laughs> just have Hector play him. That'd be hilarious. Hector LaVey. Hector, <laughs> Hector LaVey. They just change the name too. Yeah, right. Oh man. All right. Well, uh, that kind of wraps up our episode about the church of Satan. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you like what you heard, consider rating us on Apple podcasts and uh, we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. reality.